Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. Welcome to Genesee Valley Church's online podcast. GVC is a non-denominational church in Flint, Michigan, and our mission is simple. To love God, love people, and love life. I know that you will be blessed by the message and the words that God has for you today. Now, here's Pastor Tony. can't sit still, (laughs) that always has to keep moving and always has to keep doing something all the time, and never finds time to just sit before God. Sometimes it's just being quiet, not saying anything, but in those moments, God himself will speak to you, speak to your heart. You don't need a man to tell you. You don't need a woman. You don't need a person telling you. But for God to speak something to you, and you can keep it with you. And sometimes it's just his presence that he makes known to you. And so those that aren't coming on Wednesday night sure sure are missing out. You know, even for, you know, my kids are here again tonight, and I say again tonight, (laughs) they just know church. (laughs) But I was sitting back there thinking of me growing up, and it reminded me, you know, coming in, and there's not a whole lot of people on a Wednesday night, but I don't even know if it was a Wednesday night or just any day of the week, because my mom, even way back when, before we moved to Tulsa, where Rayma was, she was... Um, she got connected to some ladies, and that's when my mom got filled with the Spirit. And um, she was just praying all the time and taking us to church all the time and you know, just her on her own, you know, doing it. But I remember those. I can't remember the service itself, but I remember when um, there were, as a minister that came in and my mom wanted her to pray over us. I remember her praying over me. I don't remember what she said, but I know she spoke some things to me. But I was only seven years old. But I was learning the ways of God, even as a kid. And so we we just, we always want to throw kids in children's church. Oh, you go over there. We'll put you in front of a movie or read a book or, you know, go do that over there. Well, Jesus never did that. In the Bible, Jesus said, stop. He stopped his disciples when he was like, oh, go over there, you know, do the kid thing. 
Jesus said, no, you let them come to me. <laughs> let them learn of me. Well, yeah, because I was a kid that learned of him. <laughs> and look at me. I'm fulfilling the call. So my kids have calls. Your kids have calls. Just like that. And so I was saying all I'd say, um, my my kids came to church in the midst. You know, I had to clean a house today. So in the midst of all that, I had to, we had to switch. No longer with Dad, and Mom's going to pick you up, and then I'm going to take him to, to the house for a little while, and I'm going to get ready, and then we're going to come back. <laughs> and so they're just like, wait a minute. We've already been to church when it was time to get your shoes on. Let's go. Well, we've already been there today. <laughs> and I thought, well, yeah, I know you were. But tonight's Wednesday night. And my oldest daughter's like, no, it's Saturday. <laughs> I was like, no, you're way off. <laughs> this out of school, and she don't even know what day it is. <laughs> I said, no, today would be Wednesday. What do we do on Wednesday night? Go to church. But they, they weren't real eager to come tonight. Now, they have been. But it was because they've been here. Now they're back home, and they're all settled in. And like most people do after work, they get settled in. And it's like, oh, I just won't go. But I made them come. Just didn't. Nope. We go to church. And so that'll pay off. (laughs) You know, you you that have had your kids in church and you may have been late in the game, I don't care. The fact is we're keeping them in church. (laughs) You know, we keep asking them to come. And so it'll it'll pay off for us. There's those that bring their grandkids. It'll pay off in those grandkids. And there'll be that day. But they'll look and say, Grandma and Grandpa were in church, and I was there in church with them. Or if you're bringing them, and you will get the reward of God because <laughs> you brought them to church. And so God's all about in the rewarding business and, and those being faithful to come in his presence. He rewards us. He rewards us with himself. And so, you know, when you come in on Wednesday nights, I mean, there's just something in the atmosphere. <laughs> it's like you could just lay prostrate, you know, how they just worshiped God, just fell before his feet. I think we're coming into that because even on Sunday morning, I see like people just coming here in the front, just worshiping God. If you ever, you may be all up in your own worship and you may not pay attention to Jordan or Jacqueline. You guys can go ahead and sit down. <laughs> You're done. For now, <laughs> they're just kind of waiting like, okay, are we done or <laughs> are we going again? <laughs> but if you watch them, you watch Jacqueline, like God's doing something in her. <laughs> I mean, she's just all over the thing up there. I don't know how to say it, but like God's doing something. And so I just see like people coming up in the front and all that is, is I'm hungry for God <laughs> and to worship him. You know, back in the day, we used to do that. Back in the day, as a kid, our pastor would say, oh, all the kids come up here. And, I mean, we we just did what we saw other people doing and would dance before God. And we were all innocent doing it. It was fun. But he was teaching us, come worship God. And so good things are in store for this church. They're not even in store. They're just here now. <laughs> so we're walking in them. Praise God. So we just start uh, letting those rivers come out. And, I, you know, I mentioned before, the only the way that we get those rivers, there's rivers in us. You may say, well, I don't think there's any rivers in me. It's in there. You just haven't 
given to it (laughs) or given voice to those rivers. The Bible says that we can bring them out in song. We can sing to our wells that are in us and those rivers start coming out. You can also just start proclaiming the word. Those rivers will just, those rivers of the word will just start coming out of you. But the more word you put into you, the more it comes out. And the more you give to those uh, things that are in you, and they just come out. So I just believe God's in that business right now. Just bringing out everything that's in you, what he's put in you. And you may say, you may know a little bit of what God's put in you, but there's so much more. (laughs) Just like they say in the Bible, you know, um, you go before God and you see a different side and you see a different side and, oh, I, I see a different side of God. There's so many sides to God that you never see all of them. I think that's how much he's put in us. There's so much. There's just a little bit that we know about. There's so much more to come out. So much more. When I think of when we went to Bible school and the things that we knew were in our heart, this guy could never stop talking about healing and miracles and John G. Lake and (laughs) all those big-time healing evangelists. I mean, it just came out of him. And you knew he was all about healing you knew that that's what he gave himself to (laughs) because that's what it just came out, and he knew it. So if you needed somebody to need healing, you knew the guy to go to. But then a lot of us were like that, just like, let's go get him. (laughs) Raymond just put that in you. Then there are people more about prayer, and um, they gave themselves to that. And we were in prayer groups, and but everybody had something that they went to and that they gave themselves to, and more came out. But the longer we've been in ministry all these years, <laughs> you look down, that was before we had kids, but now I look in our life, and God, God just transitions you sometimes in ministry and what he has on you, and he adds more. And so it's just awesome because you start coming and you think you, think you knew something or knew about some things, and then God's changing things on you, it feels like, and adding to you. And um, so it's good. Praise God. Praise God. (laughs) Well, this is good. So tonight we're just going to get into praying in, I say praying in tongues, but actually praying in the Spirit. And you may have heard people say, you know, we're, we're all going to get together and pray in tongues. Or you may have heard somebody say, I was praying in tongues the other day. And we, we just hear that all the time. But, you know, really it's a, a praying in the spirit is a place that we go to, that we're where we stand. And that's where we pray from. And so it's a lot of times we start praying and we're down here. <laughs> And so down here, we see everything from our view, (laughs) and it don't look very good. And like we're trying to get up to where God is so we can pray about it, but it's really hard getting up there. (laughs) But in all actuality, we're already there, because the Bible says that if you've asked Jesus in your heart, you are seated with him in heavenly places, in the realm of the Spirit. So it's not an earthly place. 
but it's seeing yourself in the play with him. And so when you're praying, I'm talking to him. I'm not talking to myself. I'm asking him for answers. And I'm praying about something as he's directing me. And so that is when prayer becomes wow. (laughs) And when you get things done. And so we're going to look at some scriptures about praying from that place in the spirit. Then we're going to go into some scriptures about what is praying in tongues. What is that? And how does it help me? Praise the Lord. And so we'll start over in 1 Kings chapter 17. And again, I'm just giving you scriptures so that you can see what I'm talking about. 1 Kings chapter 17, we'll start at verse 1. It says, And Elisha the Tishbite of the inhabitants of Gilead said to Ahab, As the Lord God of Israel lives, before whom I stand, there shall not be dew nor rain these years except at my word. So notice he said, as the Lord God of Israel lives, before whom I stand. So he's praying to God, but he noticed what he says, before whom I stand. So he was somewhere, not on earth. <laughs> he was standing before God. Because he said, before whom I stand, I'm asking of you, and I'm declaring, it shall not rain. So praise the Lord. He had a position and a place in God. So he was getting direction from God by being in the presence of God. When we pray, we ought to pray from this same place or this same position. You have a position in prayer. You've heard a lot of times or in the Bible or maybe you've heard somebody talk about or say it. Uh, there's watchmen on the wall. <laughs> you know, back in scriptures, there's watchmen on the wall. They were there to stay alert and watch who's coming, who's going. Oh, they're coming. Get, get ready. <laughs> well, there's watchmen in prayer. And all that means is you're in that place and you're staying before God. For your kids, your family, your church, your city, you're praying, staying alert. Because you know the devil's coming. (laughs) But I'm alert, and I know what he's about to do. So we're seated in heavenly places. Over in John chapter 3, verse 13, it talks about there is Jesus speaking there. He's talking about himself. I'll go over and read it real quick before we go. John chapter 3, verse 13 says, Jesus saying, No one has ascended to heaven but he who came down from heaven. That is the Son of Man who is in heaven. Read that again. It's kind of confusing. you got to read it slow. <laughs> no one has ascended to heaven but he who came down from heaven. That is the Son of Man who really is in heaven. So he's on earth, but he's in heaven. He came from heaven, he's here on earth, but he's in heaven. But we are the same as Jesus. The Bible says that we are in this world, but we're not of it. 
I remind myself that every day. That scripture just comes up out of me. You are in this world. You're not of it. You're in it, but you're not of it. Thank God. (laughs) I don't want to be like this world. (laughs) The craziness going on. And the Bible says that you, your citizenship is in heaven. For really, you are a citizen of heaven. You're not a citizen of America and the earth, although you are, but you're really a citizen of heaven. So although you are in the earth, you're really not of it. And when Jesus comes back, we will really know you were not of it. You were of a different place. Praise God. And so we can pray from that place. And not this place. So pastor was talking about seeing things as God sees them. God's moving and shaking things all the time. And so if we see it as God sees it, then I have to see it from this place. If I keep trying to see it from down here, I never pray it like God wants me to. So we are God's spokespersons, <laughs> spokeswomen and spokesmen for for what he wants to do on the earth. So God can't magically just boom, boom. He needs us to work with him to give voice to those things. And so this is a way we pray. And now we'll go to Romans chapter 8. Romans chapter 8, verse 26. So we're going to see how the Holy Spirit helps us in this place. It says, likewise, the Spirit also helps in our weaknesses, for we do not know what we should pray for as we ought. But the Spirit himself makes intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. So it says, we do not know what we should pray for as we ought. So he didn't say we don't know how to pray. You just said you don't know what to pray for. You ever been in a situation and you're like, I don't even know what to pray or how to, I don't even know, I don't know. <laughs> There's been times that you just, you prayed for something and then it's just like, I've even told God, I don't, I don't know what to pray. I don't even know where to start. I, I just, I don't even know. <laughs> you ever been there? Am I the only one that just dumbfounded? Like, <laughs> I don't know, God. Well, that's when the Holy Spirit, we lean on him. And we pray. We let him lead and guide us in the praying. Praying in our tongues that we've uh, been given by God. But we pray to him. And he gives voice or gives direction through that. Praise the Lord. And so we need to know what to ask, right, when we're praying. And so the Spirit helps us in those times and gives, enlightens us 
and gives us revelation when we don't know. Isn't it great that God gave us the Holy Spirit? It's so awesome to have him help me pray when I don't know what to pray for. Or even, you know, the Bible, it doesn't say you don't know how to pray because you know you're praying to God. But sometimes you just don't know how to pray or what to pray. But then that's when you lean on the Holy Spirit in that place. And he prays with you. Praise the Lord. So the Holy Spirit knows God's heart. And that same spirit is in us. And he gives us God's heart when we pray. So God, you, you know your own heart, right? Somebody does. Somebody else doesn't know really your heart, what's in your heart. And you may tell someone your heart, and then they know your heart. <laughs> but you told them. But God knows everybody's heart. And the Holy Spirit knows God's heart. And the Holy Spirit reveals God's heart to us in prayer. And so when we go to pray... You know, that something really bad can happen just in your life. Something can come up and unexpected, and you're like, oh, dear Lord, how are we going to get through this? But God already knew that was coming. <laughs> he knew before. He knows the end before it even started. So shouldn't we go to God? Because he knows what needs to happen. He, needs, he knows what needs to help and get through it. Nobody else does. When they can help you through something, but God really knows why it even happened and knows how to get you out. So he knows how you ought to pray. (laughs) And so he lets the Holy Spirit know. The Holy Spirit lets you know. So that's how prayer is working all the time. And out of that place, we can live in that place. You know, the Bible says to walk in the Spirit, to live in the Spirit. Well, that's that place of the Spirit. So every day I can be mindful of that place and not forget about it, forget about doing my own life, just forgetting about God or what he wants done today. Or I can be mindful of, God, you got something for me today. What is it? Just checking in, mindful of that place. So the more mindful we are of that, the easier it is just to step into it just to pray it from it because I'm already positioned there and I know my position. Praise the Lord. So we can speak with tongues and not pray in the spirit. You ever, some people like, I can sit here and just start praying in tongues, but I cannot be mindful of the spirit or even in the spirit at all. It's just coming out of my head. But the Bible says to pray from that place of the spirit. Because that's where the unction from God comes. The unction of the Holy Spirit that helps us in our praying. And we can speak those mysteries of God. Praise the Lord. So let's go over to 1 Corinthians chapter 14. First Corinthians chapter 14. We'll read a few scriptures throughout here. We'll start at verse 2. We're talking about, you know, praying this prayer language that the Bible says that I can have. 
that I can pray. And it won't be English because it'll be something. It won't be my native language. It'll be something different. For he who speaks in a tongue does not speak to men, but to God. Let me turn my phone off because that would probably be really good. (laughs) For he who speaks in a tongue does not speak to men, but to God. For no one understands him. However, in the spirit, he speaks mysteries. Mysteries. Now, if you go over to Jeremiah 33, 3, I think it is. The Bible says, call, call unto me, and I will show you great and mighty things, things that you don't know. And when you look that up in, like, the Amplified, it says mysteries, things that are hidden, fenced in, that you have, you don't know anything about. But they're there waiting. God's got them for you. They pertain to your life. They pertain to your children. They pertain pertain to your entire family. They pertain to where you live, what you're going to do with your life. Everything about you, they're in that place. God has them for you. But if we never go to that place, we'll never find out that mystery. And so it says here that if I speak in a tongue... I'm speaking to God, not to men. So it's my language that God understands. God knows exactly what I'm saying, even though I don't. So if you go down here uh, to verse 14. For if I pray in a tongue, my spirit prays, but my understanding is unfruitful. So he says there, I'll pray with the Spirit, and I'll also pray with understanding. I will sing in the Spirit, and I will sing with my understanding. So it's a place in the Spirit, and you can do everything out of that place. But the Bible says if I am praying in an unknown tongue, I'm praying to God. My mind is unfruitful, and all that means is my mind has no idea what I'm saying. So my mind checks out, but my spirit needs to stay engaged. Does that make sense? So there's a lot of times that people can be praying. Even in your understanding, you can be praying. Give an example. We pray with our kids every night before they go to bed. And I find myself sometimes like, oh, yeah, yeah, okay, let's get this done. And God got onto me about that. <laughs> just kind of like, okay, it's like the monotonous pray, you know, prayer. <laughs> I'm like, okay, this is what we pray. This is what we do. Okay, let's do it. And just kind of hurry up. Okay. And I thought, God really got a hold of me. Like, don't teach them that kind of praying. How dare you? Don't do that. But teach them the importance of praying and what it really is. And I was like, gosh, Lord, I'm really sorry about that. <laughs> but what is that? Just Okay, let's get it done. Okay, I'm praying, but I'm not engaged in my prayer. I don't really see me in front of God speaking to him. I'm just saying some words and praying, but I think I'm praying, but I'm not engaged in my praying. But the more engaged and hooked up in prayer we'll be, the more we'll hear from heaven. The more you'll get from that place of the Spirit. 
And it, it is so awesome when you pray like that. And when you, you keep coming on Wednesday nights, you will hear praying like that. And you may say, I've never heard praying like that before. But you're going you're gonna to know it so much that that's the only way you're going to pray anymore. It's engaged and hooked up and praying in, in other tongues <laughs> with the Lord. Praise the Lord. So we saw there, even when you go up, uh, verse 13, it says, Therefore, let him who speaks in a tongue pray that he may interpret. This here is talking about just your personal praying. It's not talking about there is a gift of the spirit of tongues and interpretation. It's totally separate from just you and your prayer time. The gift of the spirit of tongues and interpretation needs an interpretation. If there is a tongue, there's going to be an interpretation. But you bring that over into your own prayer time. The Bible says, pray that you would interpret what you're praying. So I can know what I'm praying about. You say, well, how in the world am I going to know that? I'm in the spirit and I'm getting God's heart about a situation or what I'm to pray about. And so we'll go further in that, how, how that happens. But we're talking about mysteries, divine secrets. So God gives us, you ever, God gives you piece by piece by piece for your life. He didn't like show you your whole lifespan, did he, when you're like 18? <laughs> no, you're probably like totally confused and like, I don't know what I'm going to do with my life. Lord, what do you want me to do? Maybe you were 20, 25, and maybe you saw a little bit. So you went to Bible school or you got a job. And then you're like, well, what else now? Well, God doesn't show you everything about your life all in one prayer time. <laughs> Sometimes we wish he did. But he's always like little by little. He always keeps you hanging on. <laughs> you know? Like, come on, God. But little by little by little. It's like a big puzzle, your life. It's got all these pieces that come together. And you get a piece every time. And you put it together. But you may want all these other pieces, but you're just not ready for those pieces yet. Because a lot of times we have to grow to get to those pieces. <laughs> I found that to be true. <laughs> the more I grow in God, the more pieces start coming. And the more he starts showing me. And so God is a revealer of secrets. <laughs> and so he reveals them through the Holy Spirit. But he's not wanting to keep them from you. He wants to reveal them to you. So we just keep growing and we keep praying and we keep pressing in. And we keep being faithful because God will surely bring it to pass. Everything he has shown us. Praise God. And so a lot of times when you think of the English language, like if I, this is a lot like prayer. But if I was to say to you, um, say to you the word dog. Or say to you the word cat. You don't immediately spell it out. But you think of either your dog. <laughs> or maybe a dog you've seen. Or just a certain kind of dog you like. You, we think a lot in pictures. When somebody's talking to you about something. A lot of times you're putting it together in pictures. <laughs> in your head. You're not spelling all the words out. When they're, they're talking to you. And doing it in sentence by sentence. If you do, something's really wrong with you. <laughs> and you need to go to the doctor. <laughs> I'm just playing. <laughs> Matt's like, well, no. <laughs> no. 
I just saw the look on his face like, well. (laughs) But we think in pictures. And prayer is the same way when God's talking to you. He'll show you pictures about something. If you're praying for your church, if you're praying for whoever, or if you're praying about yourself or this or that, a lot of times God will show you a picture, but it's not all the picture. (laughs) But it's like that piece. And so you can pray about that. And so a lot of times when we're here praying on Saturday mornings, we will give voice to what we're seeing. We did that in prayer school a lot of times. And I mean, prayer school, you're just kind of learning. So I'd sit in the back. I like to sit in the back in prayer school. I mean, the front was good, but I liked the back. And you know why? It's just because I was observing and I was listening. I was praying just along with them. But I was learning. And I learned a lot. (laughs) And then there's the day that came. There was, you know, when you start, they're speaking things out. And you're like, well, I didn't get that. How'd you get that? But then there came a day when I got something, I saw something, and I, I, I didn't speak it out, but I saw it. And then the real, you know, people that knew how to pray up in the front, <laughs> when they spoke it out, I was like, oh, I saw that. I, I saw the same thing. I'm like, I do know how to pray. <laughs> but I remember that day. <laughs> Isn't that funny? You remember those times? Because the same spirit lives in him, (laughs) lives in me, and lives in you. Same spirit is in Pastor Mark Hankins, same spirit's in me. Same spirit's in Kenneth Copeland, same spirit's in me. Whatever minister that you look up to, that same spirit is in you. It's the Holy Spirit, and it's from God. And so God will show you things. But you just have to give yourself to it. Does that make sense? So the more I gave myself, I made the choice to go to prayer school every day, every day for an hour. We went there and we prayed. And we were learning how to pray from that place of the spirit. And wow, that was so awesome. (laughs) It's helped our lives. (laughs) Praise God. So the words you speak will form pictures on the inside of you, in the place of your heart. In your spirit. You know, over in the Ephesian prayers it says. Uh, I pray that the eyes of your understanding would be enlightened. That you would see your calling. The hope to which you have been called. That you'd see it. That's in your spirit. In your spirit. That God would reveal it. And you would see it. The call. <laughs> that he's put on your life. Praise the Lord. So let's go over. We're just going to, you know, we're talking about praying in tongues. So it's this prayer language that I can have. That's my own prayer language. May not sound like anybody else's and might kind of sound like some other people. (laughs) Because sometimes it works that way. But just like you made the the decision to say, I want to get saved. I, yes, I want Jesus. I want Jesus in my life. I want something to change in my life. It's the same way. Yep, I want to know how to pray this way. 
I want this. It's that simple. So let's go over to Acts chapter 2. Actually, let's start it in chapter 1. Acts chapter 1 and verse 8. It says, this is the part where the Holy Spirit is being promised. So he's telling them the Holy Spirit is coming not many days from now. In verse 8 it says, but you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem and all Judea and to the end of the earth. So we're going to receive power, power to be a witness. Let's go over to chapter 2. Verse 1. It says, when the day of Pentecost had fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven. Can you imagine being there? Suddenly there came a sound from heaven. That would be so awesome. <laughs> might be kind of freaky, you know, you might be like, <laughs> what is that sound? <laughs> As of a rushing mighty wind, almost like a storm's coming. <laughs> and it filled the whole house where they were sitting. Filled the house. So God can fill a house. <laughs> He'll fill you too. So you can fill my house. Then there appeared to them divided tongues as of fire. And one set upon each of them. Are you seeing it? <laughs> I'm laughing because it's like, wow. <laughs> and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak. So they were filled and they began to speak. Who did the speaking? They did. They were filled and they opened up their mouth and they began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. A lot of times we have prayed over people. They're like, I, I want this. I want to know how to pray in the Holy Spirit with it like this. I want this power. One lady came up one time and was like, I want this power. <laughs> that was funny. <laughs> and uh, I want to be this. I want this. But so, a lot of times we have prayed for people, and you know they got it. Like it just comes all over them. You know the Holy Spirit's there, God's moving all over them. And they start, they open their mouth, and it may just be a, a few syllables. And the instinct is to say, well, I didn't get it. Because the moment they leave, we're like, you got it. Now, are you sure? You got it. <laughs> it may just be a few syllables, but that's the start. You got it. The Holy Spirit, he's in there. So you just keep giving voice to it. Then they leave from here, and uh, it's almost like it's, a lot of times it's probably like, I just don't, I don't know what to do with it. And so if you don't give to it or voice, give voice to it, it'll, you'll just lose it. It'll just sit still. It's still there. It'll just sit still. Or dormant, I guess, is the right word. Until you give voice to it. And so, but you can grow in your prayer language. It can start out just something small, but the more you give yourself to it, the more that language will grow. <laughs> I'm here to tell you. I know that to be true. I think this guy knows it to be true. Many of my friends that are pray that way, 
but he'll fill you. And there is an infilling that keeps filling, that keeps filling. But I think as Sandy here, can I share your story a little bit? You might be better to share it for me. <laughs> but Sandy was one of those, was like, I, I want to I pray like this. So we took her in this room over here, and we prayed with her. I'm like, okay. And you didn't pray then, did you? You're like, okay. We're like, well, she, she didn't really feel like she was saying anything. We're like, well, you got it. And so she left. And how many days was it? Was it a week? Like a week later. Remember I said, it's in there. So don't think you don't have it. Because the devil will try to talk you out of it left and right. (laughs) And don't let him talk you out of anything. Especially this. Because he knows once you're filled, you're all over his case. And you know, when you pray in tongues, he doesn't know what you're saying. Because this language is between you and God, you and God, you and God. And he doesn't know what you're saying at all. It's just confusion to him. So how awesome is that that I can pray? He doesn't know a thing. (laughs) So you can just keep praying. But Sandy here, it was a week later, and uh, she was, uh, why don't you come share your story real quick? Do you mind? Just real quick. Oh, you can do it. Listen to me. Oh, you can do it. Just get up here. Because I don't want to mess it up. <laughs> I don't think you can. Um, so we prayed in the back room, and uh, it was funny because I left here, and I kept questioning, like, yeah, I don't think it's happened. And Pastor Kelly's like, no, it's happened. And anyway, I was reading a book. Um, Paula's downstairs watching TV, and I'm reading a book in bed. And so anyway, I put the book down. I'm like, all right. Because in the book, the book was talking and leading me on how to do it. And so I just put the book down. And I closed my eyes, and I and I asked God. I'm like, okay, I need your I need your help on this. I don't know what to do. And then I just sat silent. And then I just started, I just started doing it and it wouldn't stop. Like it just kept going and going and going and I'm crying and like, it wasn't sad at all. It was just the most awesome thing in the world. And um, I'm just crying and crying and saying stuff. I'm like, I don't think I can get it to stop. (laughs) It just kept going. But anyway, it was an awesome experience. So, (laughs) so she knew she was filled. So God worked with her and God because she was hungry for it. So I was like, okay, here we go. And the Holy, he filled her room that night. Just filled her. And she knew it. Now you can't talk her out of it. She knows she is. <laughs> and she gives voice to it and prays. And so she may not have that same experience now, but she knows now the devil can't take it from her or uh, confuse her about it. Nope. I know. I'm filled. Everybody doesn't have that experience, but praise God. God, if you want it, God will do it. That's how good God is. (laughs) He wants to reveal himself. And so tonight was just, you know, um, I just wanted to share about praying in the spirit from that place because uh, we will start praying and uh, we pray from that place. And uh, if you're not familiar with praying from that place, You'll know it because if you keep coming, you'll think, okay, you pray different or what is, okay. And a lot of times it's just faith saying, I don't know where they are, but I want to be there, Lord. So I thank you that I'm there. Yep. And a lot of times how you hook up is if you hear like somebody up here speaking something out 
and you think, yep, when you agree with it, like, that's right. Amen. Yep. Or I've even said, I see that. I don't see it. <laughs> back, you know, back when we were in school. Yep, I see that. I, <laughs> I couldn't see it. <laughs> I was like, it was just faith. Like, I want to see that. And I would. The next moment, I would see it. Those pictures in my heart. I would see what they're seeing. Because we're praying together. So we're praying in the same place. So whatever they're seeing, I'll see. But then God will show me things that they don't see. Because we all have a peace in prayer. And so everybody coming and praying for their church, their city, however God leads us, the next place we're going to, you'll start seeing things. If you'll come and give your supply earnestly and your heart's in it, God will show you things. You, you'll be coming and telling pastor, I saw this, and oh my gosh. They'll be like, yep. Praise God. Sharon is not here tonight, but Sharon does that with me quite a lot. She'll say, I was praying, and I saw this. Or she'll come in on Saturday and say, I got something for you. And I'm like, praise the Lord. And you, I trust her. I trust Sharon. She's been here a long time. I trust her in prayer. I trust that she's going to stay right with her heart. And toward me. And so if she's got some, yep. And it's usually right on when she says something. And she's even wrote things down and given them to me. Yep. Happened just like that. And so God is so good. And so if you're here tonight and you say, you know, I don't pray like that. But I, I would like to pray like that. It's not a scary thing, but we're not going to do it in front of everybody. If you just want to come up after church. Or at the end, just come up here and we'll pray with you. You know, uh, pastor is, I mean, we both can pray with you, but pastor is anointed to pray for people like that want that. Just uh, an anointing. You, you say just, there's just people anointed for certain ministries. Healing is one of them, majorly. <laughs> we are, our ministry is anointed in just the miracles of God. <laughs> But he is anointed just to pray for somebody to receive the Holy Spirit. Happens every time. <laughs> Even if they don't think it happened, it happens. <laughs> and they have the experience like no other. <laughs> so it's not a scary thing. And you might be nervous thinking, oh, I don't know. If you don't want to tonight, maybe next week or maybe you just need to think on it. That's fine. I just want you to know we're always here and available um, to pray with you. Or if you think you have it or you're not sure if you got it, we'll just come up here anyway and we'll make sure you got it. <laughs> Praise God. So I'll just leave you with this um, just in regards to praying and how prayer can direct your life. Uh, the number one prayer request most of the time is, will you pray for direction for me? Whether it's a job, buying a house, you know, what, which way I need to go, whatever it is. If I need to move or stay, <laughs> we've, we've heard all kinds of things. But it's usually direction. I need to know what to do. But you have the Holy Spirit in you, and he'll guide you. It says he'll guide you into all truth, let you know what, what's coming, which way to go. But uh, way, you know, we had some a music uh, team. Some of them are still here from there. But when we first started, we had a guy that was doing the music, 
And uh, he was kind of like the lead guitar person, but he wasn't really the, the worship leader. But he's kind of the lead guitar, and he kind of helped put all the music together. Very extremely talented. Probably the best in the city. Probably the best. Extremely. And uh, so we had some good rocking music, but his lie wasn't quite lined up. <laughs> and it was just starting to show up real big. And so we knew it. And so, but he, he had a, was attached to a lot of people within our church. And so it was one of those decisions like, oh, okay, God. Yeah, we know, Pastor was like, I know the right thing to do. And I know I need to do it for my church. Remember, a shepherd takes care of his church, his people. And God holds them to that. <laughs> and uh, he'll have to answer to that one day if he did that. And so sometimes you just got to make some hard decisions. And um, <clears throat> so he was really fretting over this because he had to do it. And uh, possibly you could not have a worship team anymore. <laughs> you know, people in your church gone. It could just be really devastating. And so uh, we were here praying. It was Sharon and I, and there were some other people praying with us at that time. And I knew that God said to us, it's going to look like you went backwards, but you've actually thrown yourself ahead moving forward. I was like, okay. And so I was, I was like, God said it's going to look like you're going backwards. It's going to look like that. But nope, you have gone forward. You have made the stride, you're, and you will keep going forward. And so the decision came. The day came. Did the decision. Okay. Didn't want help. We'd offered to help him. Nope, don't want help. You're going to live this way. So we're like, okay, you're going to need to find another job. That, or, well, he wasn't paid. <laughs> you're going to have to find something else. And you could still come to church here, but you're not going to be on our stage. And so um, we had some people leave. Um, we actually have... Uh, some family that's still here, that they stayed faithful. They're like, nope, this is my church, and you're my pastor. And so God has blessed them richly for staying, <laughs> been faithful to them. But it looked like when you came to church, it was like, oh, dear Lord, <laughs> what just happened? <laughs> you almost wanted to cry. Because <laughs> you'd look at the stage, and I was like, oh, dear God. <laughs> and we had to stick to what God told us. In that place, God told us it's going to look like, but don't worry. And so he, he um, I don't know how long the time was, but then pastor was like, we got to find somebody. And so God led him to this girl that was on Facebook singing her little heart out, <laughs> Jacqueline <laughs> and Jordan. And he met them. They came on. They've been in a worship team. But they've never led a worship team. So when they came on, you know, people don't gel together day one. <laughs> it takes time to gel. So it still was kind of like rocky a little bit where, nope, God told us. Nope, God told us. And this man, you know, you ought to trust your pastor no matter what. You ought to be able to trust your pastor no matter what. I'll say it like that. <laughs> but this guy you can trust. Because he's going to make sure that God said it before he <laughs> steps out. <laughs> and he said, no, I believe this is God, bringing Jordan and Jacqueline on. I believe it's God. I was like, okay, it's God. Okay. And so I just trusted him and his word. Okay. And uh, it's taken time, 
But I mean, I think we're two year, two and a half years into it, right? Going on close to three, but two and a half years into it. And my, look what the Lord has done. Oh my goodness. Look at the team. I mean, they're just their hearts alone are a thousand times better than what we ever had. Ever. <laughs> just their hearts. And so God multiplied. And God knew God knew what he was saying. Because <laughs> you're actually going to throw yourself ahead. It, it's going it's to be just fine. It's going to be good ahead. <laughs> just stick it out. Stick with me. The only way we knew that, and the only way we didn't give up, was because God told us something in the spirit, in that place of the spirit. We were in prayer. God said it to me. And it was a word to hold on to and carry me through, carry us through. And it actually carried this church through. So I'm very proud of Jordan and Jacqueline and just what God's doing and just how anointed they are just to lead others. God has just, God's anointed them so much to do the call. And that they found the call so young. <laughs> wow. I mean, that's just awesome. And their family's here with them, and they serve together. And it's just awesome. Praise God. So that was just an example. I just wanted to share that, of how God will show you things and tell you things. It, it will carry you through and where you can stay strong. Praise God. So let's just pray, and then we'll be done. Father, we just thank you for your word tonight. Lord, we thank you for the heart of prayer. Lord, I thank you that you're opening our eyes to see more. And that as we begin to pray, Lord, that you will minister to our hearts. You're going to show us things to come about our church and our life. In Jesus' name, amen. subscribe to this podcast and take a look at all of our social media sites which can be found at our website gvchurch.tv we know that today's message has been a blessing to you thanks for listening we are genesee valley church loving god loving people and loving life